Well, I know some of you love the movie Slapshot. Well, recognized Maxine Nightingale. It's 742. Uh, the outdoor boarded rinks, you can hear the sound of slap shots in the evening. They're still going around town, which is perfect with uh, kids out of school, school this week. They can at least uh, make use of the rinks. Certainly nice enough weather. Another opportunity uh, using the outdoor rinks is what the uh, Aerial Sport Venture Hockey League does. They uh, practice outdoors and try to play as many of uh, their games indoors Gloria Patrick is program manager of this league, and it's a community outreach program through Ranch Arlo. It's an awesome program that assists so many kids in such a great big way who may not otherwise be able to play hockey. And Gloria's with me on the phone now. You've had more kids this year than ever before, right? That's right. We have uh, over 400 kids this year playing in our uh, Outdoor Hockey League program. It's pretty amazing to, to be able to outfit you know, all these kids with the equipment that they need. We play at eight different locations throughout the city, 16 teams this year. So we're pretty busy this year for sure. Why do you think there were so many kids this year due to the amount of newcomers in our city or is it other? I think that definitely plays a role. Uh, we have lots of newcomers in our league. We have lots of kids who have never played before. Lots of kids who just really haven't had access to play hockey specifically. In particular with hockey, you know, there's a lot of costs associated with purchasing equipment, registration fees, uh, transportation. There's several barriers to access the sport and so really fortunate to be able to provide access to the program, access to equipment, access to transportation to be able to engage uh, kids who really want to play but wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity. Talk to me about your coaches. They're volunteers, right? That's right. So we do have staff ambassadors who support the league. At every location, our volunteers are supported by a staff, but really the on-ice training and skill building is uh, facilitated by our volunteers. So we're really fortunate to have coaches who have a passion and love for the sport, who really want to engage and build that with our participants. We have lots of parent volunteers who step up. So it's really uh, an amazing thing that comes together for our kids on the ice. I bet it is. Gloria Patrick's my guest from Arlo Sport Venture Hockey League. Tell me, Gloria, about some of the uh, the kids you've met who've come for the first time to play hockey this year. So we've had lots of new kids register this year, kids from families that have uh, immigrated here. Um, in particular, I'm thinking of a family from the Ukraine who uh, came to Canada connected with a local family here who was involved in our hockey program and that mom was able to engage the family from the Ukraine and was able to get them uh, involved and get them uh, to sport ventures so that they could get fitted for gear. There must be a lot of joy on a lot of parents who are watching their kids on ice for the first time too I would think. Yeah that's right. So we were riding the bus down to Frost this year, and I happened to be behind um, a family from, from the Ukraine, um, and it was a player and his dad, and they were speaking in Ukraine, and, and as I listened, I just uh, was touched by this family who now had access to this sport, you know, the sport that all Canadians love. And to be able to know that, you know, here's this family that was fleeing war who's now come and, and they have access to this sport, to access to play, to access to fun. It was just a beautiful thing to know and, and to know that we're able to build this relationship and support this family that really needs it. Gloria Patrick is program manager for Airlo Sport Venture Hockey League. It's not just hockey you're providing. This has become a year-round necessity for kids that might not otherwise play sport, hasn't it? Yeah, Sport Venture 
has grown. So so it started with the OHL, the Outdoor Hockey League, but we now run five leagues throughout the year. So we run baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, and football. And we've just seen our registration numbers grow in all of those areas. The need is great. And, you know, we're really trying hard to fill that gap and to meet the needs of these families who uh, deserve access to play as well. So you need volunteers, I would think. That's right. We're always looking for volunteers. We have a small but mighty crew here at Sport Venture. We have a shared vision, and I think, you know, our volunteers, they come on board because they see the value. So once our volunteers kind of get involved, I, I think most of them get hooked and come back. And so it's nice to see, but we're always looking to add to the program and, and always looking to bring in new volunteers. I've really enjoyed getting to learn a little more about your program, and I hope uh, more volunteers will uh sign on. I'm sure they will after hearing what an inspiring opportunity this is. And Gloria, thanks for sharing. Thanks so much. Ah, yeah, concert memories. Uh, What concert have you gone to because your parents took you? Uh, Tom Jones there. (laughs) Who is mine? Uh, about the age of nine, I had to go because my mom, uh, had tickets. My dad, he, he got back from work late. They argued he didn't want to go. He, he never liked Tom Jones. Next thing I know, she's grabbing my hand and I'm nine years old going to Tom Jones with Dorothy, my mom, who, yes, some of you have inquired whether or not she actually whipped out a pair of panties from her purse from the fourth row where we sat. Yes, indeed. Dot did that. Hey, leave the mothers out of this, all right? I know, I know I should be, but it's just the way it was. And Dorothy's now no longer on this earth to defend herself, but she knows that inevitably I uh, I got her back to Tom Jones a number of years later when he was coming through town. And uh, as we sat, she opened up her purse and jokingly pretended to take out another pair of panties many years later. And I said, please, Mom, no, no. So that's guard me for life. Yes, indeed. Frank is my producer, and uh, he's joining me now for a moment. Frank, have you got a story of your parents taking you to a concert? Uh, kind of. I'm, I'm a little scared for life, too, because after hearing the stories this morning, I feel like I, I was maybe lacking love <laughs> as a child. My, uh, I'll, I'll take you back to 1991. Uh, MC Hammer was coming to Saskatoon. Super pumped at my Hammer pants, got my hair cut done. Uh, my parents didn't go. They put me on an STC bus. <laughs> I, I went on the bus all the way up. I took a cab to my uncle's house, yes. waited for that concert that night, and then took a cab from my uncle's to the concert until 11 o'clock, took a cab back to my uncle's, and then took the bus back to Regina or Strasburg the next day. Was your uncle like kind of concerned that you showed up and we're now going to a concert it, by it yourself. It was, it was just just a thing back then. Now, the, the nice thing about my uncle, though, he worked for a candy distributor at the time, so he had a whole closet full of candy. So I, I basically I'd go. Get a bunch yeah. of candies, go to the concert, and yeah, no, nobody cared. I How don't old even know were if you then? How old? Eight. Eight years <laughs> Eight old years you were old. doing that. That's incredible, Frank. Absolutely. Get back to those buttons. All right, all right. Get back to those buttons. That's a great story. 7.53. I've got uh, Wilma Argue uh, telling me that uh, the first concert she went to uh, was actually, um, uh, she said, my aunt and cousin, Harry Belafonte. Uh, <laughs> that's got, that's got to be quite a concert memory for you there. Uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, oh, uh, David Bowie, my first concert ever. Oh, that was with a cousin. But then, uh, my parents took me to Kenny and Dolly, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton. Yeah. When they toured together, that's from David and Regina, Kenny and Dolly. In fact, I was there at the Agrodome for that one. 
as it was called then, I think, the Agrodome Star Theater. Uh, stories of going to concerts with your parents. My first concert, Joan said, was Don Messer at the Weyburn Rink. Said my father was a violinist, dragged me there at the age of six. Talk about being scarred for life, she says. Joan, thank you for sharing those. one 877 Concerts your parents dragged you to see. At the Scotties, after winning the first three games to open up the tournament, Team Saskatchewan has now lost three in a row. Too bad for Skylar Ackerman's club. They lost 11-6 to uh, defending champ Kerry Anderson from Team Canada yesterday. They're now 3-3 three and three with two games remaining. Fifth place in Pool A standings. The top three teams, of course, making the playoffs. They had jumped out uh, to the early 2-0 lead in the first end yesterday, only to give up three and in the second end, and by the sixth, it was it was pretty much over. But as Lisa Schick pointed out to me earlier this morning, as a curling fan that she is, she said they are winning games at the Scotties. And look at their schedule today. They're not out of it. Uh, this morning, taking on Stacey Curtis at her 1-4 Newfoundland rink, Newfoundland Labrador rink, followed by an evening draw tonight uh, against Team BC, who is and 2-3. So uh, they'll be spectators tomorrow. These are two big games for them today, and hopefully... Uh, Win them both and see where it rolls, right? It's all you can do. one 877 if you want to be a part of the show. And uh, don't forget, too, coming up here uh, this weekend, it's Tell a Miracle. Back in Regina for the first time. I've got my buddy Jeffrey Straker stopping by tomorrow on the show. He's one of the co-hosts and uh, recently was in Nunavut taking music to the kids there. To cheer him up. He's got an incredible story. Jeff Straker is going to be uh, joining me later this week. And uh, it, it should be fun finding out how Telemiracle is going to be a little bit different this year. Little Kim Carnes on uh, this uh, Wednesday morning. We're halfway through the work week already. And uh, this morning we are talking about uh, concerts we've gone to with our parents. Or our parents said, come on, you're coming with us to a concert. And uh, lots of texts. Thank you for them all. one 877 This one didn't leave a name, but said our family went to see Ronnie Prophet together at the Outlook Recreation Plex years ago. And the second one was B.B. King at... Uh, Centennial Auditorium in Saskatoon. That's a pretty good second concert for sure. Thanks thanks for sharing that. Concerts you went to with your parents. What was that experience like? one 7275 Keeping with concerts for a moment, I know uh, my uh, oldest daughter, the first concert I ever dragged her to was because, well, I was dragged to because she wanted to go was um, Hillary Duff. Yeah, that was just nonstop screaming. Then there was the Britney Spears concert, too, uh, in Saskatoon. I bet you some of you uh, moms and dads remember taking your kids to that one, too. Uh, in Saskatoon next Monday night, now my oldest daughter, she's off on her own, doing her own thing. Uh, I did get her uh, uh, tickets to Ice Cube in Saskatoon next Monday. And uh, that was part of her Christmas present there. 
She's off to see Ice Cube, but I guess he's swinging back through Saskatchewan April 28th in Moose Jaw, just announced here this morning. Moose Jaw getting Ice Cube back April 28th now. Watched a little curly yesterday at the Scotties. Of course, Team Saskatchewan went 3-0, and and uh, they lost the, the last couple in a row here now. They're 3-3, three and three, and uh, they wrapped up pool play, or they will wrap up pool play against uh, Newfoundland. This morning at 9.30 and then later tonight at B, uh, against BC at 7.30. Now, uh, after that, they just watch tomorrow. So uh, two big wins would be great today to keep it going for us here. Here's hoping. Uh, the Montana's Briar is coming up March 1st. Tickets are still available for single draws. You can get packages. Montana's Briar. It's, it seems odd to, to call it Montana's Briar. And obviously, it's Montana's restaurant, right? They're the major sponsor. But I'm just wrapping my, my my teeth, my tongue around Montana's Briar all the time instead of Montana Briar, which, of course, would not make sense. Why would we spotlight the state of Montana with that? Lisa Schick and I were talking about uh, the Montana's Briar this morning and how they better have ribs sold everywhere. Every concession better have Montana's ribs. They're, they're amazing. We should be tuning into that broadcast. When they show you on TV, if, you're li- if your face isn't covered and smeared in rib sauce from Montana's ribs, well, then it's just not right. It can't be the Montana's Briar without ribs every Ribs for everyone, please. But that Briar is going to be fun. The Reclaws are going to be opening up the Briar Patch on evening number one. That's a free concert. So if you haven't already done so, uh, tickets for Montana's Briar March 1st are on sale right now. Twenty-one now with Greg Morgan here and uh, hundreds of people pitching in to help uh, the family who lost their uh, three kids and parents in the Davidson house, grandparents in that house fire over the weekend. A GoFundMe campaign is hoping to raise $50,000 to cover funeral costs for the children, Andrew, William and George and the grandparents, Pauline and Michael Woodcock. Uh, It's on the GoFundMe page here. They've raised uh, pretty close to $23,000 now. And uh, nice to see that there are those who are wanting to give to assist in that way. And I understand in uh, Davidson, as the whole town continues to grieve now that uh, flowers and teddy bears have been placed uh, as part of a memorial where that happened as well. Just an awful tragedy, and I feel for everyone there. And uh, good to see that GoFundMe page has uh, got a fair amount of people giving there. Tough few days for our Regina nonprofit Carmichael Outreach, too. They've been trying to expand to help more people this winter. They do such great work. But uh, unfortunately, they they ran into a bit of a problem. Their gas meter can't handle the increased use, so they've had to back off on some of their programming. Not all, but some. Uh, So uh, they don't have the heat they need right now. And the repairs from Sask Energy could cost ten grand. Uh, they are going through a tough time. Hopefully, uh, though, in the coming weeks, they, too, can get back on track, but that, that was a tough break for them as well. Telemiracle is coming up. The 48th Telemiracle this weekend? Wow, 48. It starts Saturday night at 9 
ends till sun uh, ends Sunday at five o'clock. And uh, yes, it's it's going to be here in Regina, and as as it always is, it's on CTV, and you can attend uh, at the Viterra International Trade Center. That's where it's going to be on. Not the Connexus like it has been so many years. Over at the Trade Center, and attendance is free, but they are going to ask that you get tickets because they only have a limited amount of seats at the Trade Center, therefore, too. So uh, check online for that. Since 1977, Telemiracle has raised over $159 million. Wow, that's big, big money. Uh, tomorrow on my show, Canadian astronaut Jeremy Hansen is going to be here. He is off to the moon next year on the Artemis II. He and three others will uh, jet off to the moon, circle it, in fact. It's extraordinary how they're going to do this. And I'm going to let Mr. Hansen explain tomorrow when he joins me on the show. But I also am very curious, with three others and limited, you know, space in the the rocket they're going on, what's that going to be like? And how do you train? And they are training for disaster as well. They have to, right? But extraordinary conversation I'll share with you tomorrow. Uh, Canadian astronaut Jeremy Hansen will be my uh, special guest. Hey, there is a winning ticket in the Lotto Max jackpot. The $70 million is going to someone, of course, in Ontario. No surprise there. But someone who bought a ticket in Saskatchewan did win one of the prizes for a million dollars in last night's draw. Could it be you? Check your tickets out. I had a nice surprise a couple weeks ago. I hadn't. Check my Lotto Max ticket for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I won. For the very first time in my life, I actually won cash. $20. It was a win. I was excited. Uh, heads up tonight to the Gold Ball jackpot for Lotto 649. It's $50 million as well. CJME News Time now is 825.